welcome to season two of Living Fullness, a podcast where two friends explore what it means to live out the Christian life. My name is Dina Constantine. And my name is Father Sean Burns. And every week we look more closely at deepening friendships, intentional relationships, growth in virtue, and nurturing our spiritual lives. We hope by sharing our learning, reflections, and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. If you found our podcast in any way helpful or it has served you in some way, would you please prayerfully consider whether you can financially support our mission via Patreon? Patreon is a platform that allows people to make a monthly contribution to our mission. Running a ministry has a number of costs, including website and software expenses, new tech purchases and paying editors. Your financial contribution will help us stay focused on putting out new content each week. Thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. We have varying tiers that you can choose from, including as little as $3 a month. And in return, we offer behind the scenes, bloopers, merch, mentoring, and more. We would love for you to join our community and hope you will consider joining us in helping one another to live life to the full. Hello, and welcome back to the Living Fullness Podcast. Hi, Stina. How are you going? I'm doing well. How are you? Going very well, thank you. Uh, what have you been up to? Oh, it's wedding central over <laughs> here in my life. It's like engagements are happening everywhere. Weddings are happening everywhere. <laughs> so it's just like engagement parties every two weeks, weddings every two weeks. <laughs> sure, so sure. So much fun. So much fun. So new seasons for like Good. everyone around me. It's wonderful. Sure, sure. What's been happening? Oh, well, beautiful. actually, you've just come back from somewhere. I have just come back from somewhere. I've just come back from Armadale. Mm. Uh, so, uh, I've been in Armadale and, uh, doing a bit of teaching there for the Immaculata community. Uh, the, uh, the sisters of the Immaculata, they're a wonderful group in Armadale who are doing some really, really great work, um, with, uh, with young people, um, through the, uh, uh, through the, 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 I guess a, a charismatic kind of approach to the faith, um, which they do really well. It's really, um, sort of Eucharist centered and, and, uh, grounded in the sacraments. And, and, uh, so yeah, they're, they're a really impressive community. Um, and, uh, I was really grateful for the time that I got to spend with them. So yeah. 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 And they do like a summer school as well, don't they? They totally do. They totally do. If, um, if you'd like to, to sign up for the short term summer school, that's from the 1st to the 10th of January, uh, you are go go for it. I mean, just jump on their website and go for it, and um, yeah. you might see this mug staring back at you. Ooh. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we might put a link then to the Sisters of the Immaculata website onto our show notes. So go and Absolutely. check out the link if you're interested in finding out more or what the summer school is about or how you can go and see Padre and hear one of his talks as well. All right. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Ah, today, in today's episode, we are covering the last of the four cardinal virtues that we've been working through over the year, sort of sporadically. So we are up to fortitude. Um, And I guess fortitude immediately reminds me of Romans 8.31. You know, if God is for us, who can be against us? It's this whole idea of, you know, what could possibly come up against us when we have God on our side? There is nothing that stands in our way. It's like a really strong courage-fueled um, headspace, mentality, attitude to life. 
I think what, what, we, what we can sometimes do with that though is that we can assume that that then means that it's a life of fearlessness. But that's mm. what the virtue is. It's about having no fear, which is not the case because we actually do need fear in certain places of our lives because that's what's going to tell us when we need to be courageous, <laughs> right. when we need to have fortitude. Right, right. So fortitude ensures that I'm not led into evil by fear or paralyzed from doing good by fear. And uh, it shows us how to have courage in pursuit of the good. Uh, in pursuit of the good, uh, the true, and the beautiful. We need fortitude to go through hardship, discomfort, pain, persecution. And uh, and so really fortitude is about being brave for the sake of the good. And in this way, only a prudent man can be brave. Prudence allows mm. us to comprehend the good. And so we have to remember that effort and difficulty in and of themselves, they aren't the cause of the virtue of 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 fortitude, you know, just white knuckling something isn't going to produce the virtue of fortitude. Fortitude is engaging in something difficult, something that has effort, because we're actually pursuing a ultimate good. We're pursuing God, who is our ultimate good. We're pursuing uh, the, the 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 greater good as it's difficult to attain. You know, there's there's there is some effort here. There is some difficulty here. Uh, but what produces the virtue is that I'm able to recognize what the true good is, and want to strive for that good, even if it takes me a little bit of effort and difficulty. And, and only the prudent man can recognize the true good. Yeah. So I guess to talk a little bit more then about fortitude, we want to cover a couple of things. Um, firstly, we want to talk about two aspects of fortitude that Aquinas talks about. And the first of that is endurance. There's a part of fortitude where we actually need endurance. This is a part that allows us to withstand whatever is happening in our lives, whatever, you know, those challenges and difficulties that you were talking about, whatever might be happening, it's, go it's going to keep us on the, on the right track, keeping our eyes fixed on something much greater than whatever the difficulty or challenge or circumstance that might be happening and unfolding in our life, whatever suffering that might be. So if I was to sort of put that in a bit of an example and we were to think about, you know, maybe like a, a no fault of our own kind of accident that we might get into, car accident or something, um, endurance is the part that we would have to actively participate in when we're pursuing an insurance claim or having to search for a new car or maybe we're suffering from something like whiplash we have to endure that pain. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, and, and it's important to recognize here too that endurance, when it's in, in terms of the virtue of fortitude, endurance is not sheer passivity, right? Our endurance is actually an active decision on our part to endure for the sake of the good. So it's not just white knuckling it as bad things happen. It's directing our emotions and our desires to God, even when there's bad stuff going on in our lives. Mm, yeah. And so the second part that Aquinas then also talks about other than endurance is this attack part, which is really interesting. There's this attack part of fortitude and it's the part where we actively pursue a path of withstanding whatever difficulty is in front of us when it's reasonable to do that. So if I was to put that again in the same sort of scenario in that same car accident sort of thing. The attack part of fortitude is the part that actually makes us put go, you know, put the extra effort in to go and seek a financial resolution. Because, you know, we weren't at fault. 
and there's there might be some physical um, pain that we're suffering now that needs to be compensated. Our car yeah. might be totaled, so we need a new car. You know, whatever it might be, we need to be able to put that active effort into pursuing a different outcome to what we currently have in place. That's the attack part of fortitude. So it's the, the part that it's sort of going up against then is the part of us that might say, oh, I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to roll over. Like whatever, mm, it happened, mm. too much effort, it's all over. What, you know, giving into that defeated kind of mentality. Right. Which is not the reasonable resolution. It might feel like that's the place that we're in right now. But while ever there is another outcome that's available, that's reasonable to pursue, it's on us to practice fortitude and this attack part of fortitude to go and seek that out. Mm. Mm. What about an example that doesn't involve a car accident? Yeah, so if we were to go in terms of relationships then, so (laughs) for example, (laughs) for example, let's say we had someone who maybe spoke unkindly about us. There's an element of endurance in that that we have to sort of almost accept, uh, put up with, but not not totally and completely put up with. But there's an element of having to accept that somebody else has done something mm-hmm. unkind towards us. They've spoken poorly of us to someone else. It's it's kind of like taking the hit, accepting the fact that we've taken the hit. So that's that's a part of endurance, having to go through that and having to live through that. We need endurance, but we also need an element of attack. So wherever there's an opportunity presented, we do actually have to go and confront that person and Mm. say to them, hey, I've heard such and such and such has been said about me by you. Can you not do that, please? That's really unkind. I'm really hurt Mm. by that. This Mm. is the impact that that's had on me. You know, this is the place that it's had on my workplace. These are the impacts that it's having on my relationship with other people. Whatever it might be, it's on us to practice fortitude, to have the endurance to go through that scenario, but also to seek out a different resolution. And by way of different resolution when it comes to relationships is to go to that person and have a conversation with them, regardless of how uncomfortable uncomfortable that conversation might be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and we sort of noticed that in, in both of these examples that you've given, fear could potentially stop us from undertaking either one of these actions. Like it could stop us from being, from, from enduring because it's just, it's all too hard. I don't want to endure the situation, pretend like it's not even happening. Or mm. it could stop us from attacking. Like I know this is happening, but uh, it's just too hard to, it's too hard to stop or it's too hard to, to, to do anything about actively. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to sit down and 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 kind of roll over, if you like. Well, well, fortitude enables us to overcome uh, those those um, those inclinations, uh, and it helps us to master fear, so as to undertake the action in all charity and prudence. Yeah. So, if we then to go on and talk a little bit more about what I like to call almost sub virtues of fortitude, like it's almost like a breakdown. It's exactly what they are. Um, yeah, well, it's it's almost like a, a little bit further. You know, these are the things that we are capable of um, mm. becoming better at and are able to be able to live life better with if we are able to practice fortitude. Yeah. This is virtue in the concrete. This is fortitude in the yes. concrete. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So the first one we want to talk about is magnanimity which really is the greatness of soul. Um, and this takes me to Pope Benedict XVI's quote, 
The world offers you comfort. You were made, you were not made for com- comfort, but for greatness. This is really about pursuing what is noble and honorable, especially when it comes to being in the service of someone else. So it's heroic ambition, really. And I think sometimes we can look at this and go, yeah, but that doesn't, that sounds almost like it should be in opposition to humility then. Like this magnanimous person who is looking for, who is pursuing nobility and who's pursuing honor, that somehow that then stands against humility. Well, it kind of does. If, if they're only pursuing honor for honor's sake, for their own sake, then yes, it does stand against yeah. humility. Yeah. But actually a magnanimous person knows their own true ability and doesn't look to imprudently take on what is outside of their scope. But mm. they also know exactly how much value that they have to add because of the gifts that they've already been granted. And they do that without comparing themselves to someone else. Right. That that is what puts them on the same side as humility and not up against humility. They they're striving for greatness not for the sake of comparison, but for the sake of the call that's on their heart. Yeah. Um yeah. 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 Um, the magnanimous person isn't looking to be honored for what yeah. they do. They don't do it for themselves. They do it in service of another. Mm. So the magnanimous person will also tend to be the prudent and the just person, since what informs his understanding of the good regarding his fellow man is the reality that all men and women are made in the image and likeness of God. And so you can see here both prudence and justice at work. Prudence, recognizing what the good is, uh, recognizing, being able to actually determine that God is our great good and that God who is our great good has made us like himself. And justice enables me to discover that that as I am made in the image and likeness of God, so are others are made in the image and likeness of God. So both the prudent and the just man is aware of 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 what is truly good, uh, and that uh, I I ought to serve others in this magnanimous way, uh, precisely because others are made in the image and likeness of God as I am. So the more confidence that we have in God, the more magnanimous we become. You know, confidence actually coming from the word fides, which means faith. So there's there's this particular story in the Bible that resonates with me when it comes to this. And that's when we hear that Moses is being asked to lead God's people out of Egypt. He first has to have this interior battle within himself, um, which really is an opportunity. He's been given an opportunity for magnanimity, but he also has the potential to go in towards pusillanimity. So that's the ignorance of our own qualification. And so, you know, that um, movie, um, what's it called? Prince of Egypt, Mm, mm. the depiction that they did, you know, when you hear, when you see that particular scene being played out and you hear the voice of God and you hear like how angry that voice sounds, like he's so loud and so like ah don't you like what who made man's (laughs) mouth yeah (laughs) yeah and I get I get the sense that sometimes we can look at that scene and think that God is being like a bit domineering he's being a bit um really like really angry but in like a power sense kind of way Mm -hmm. do Mm -hmm. as I tell you to do don't Mm -hmm. ask questions kind of way Um, But I actually think that this is a scene where we can hear the voice of God and we can hear his desperation for us, for Mm. us to actually realize the qualification that he's created us with, that we're actually his children. That's the qualification. And we hear that in Exodus 4.11. 
after Moses puts up this excuse of, you know, I don't, I don't have, you know, very good speech. I'm not very eloquent. And, um, and God asks him, you know, who gave all these gifts and talents? Was I, mm. was it not I, the Lord now go. And all I hear in God then is I hear, I hear his desperation for, you know, get out of this lie of lacking, have courage and have confidence in me, you know, fear there's faith in me, have Mm. that in me. That's the only qualification that we need to love God more deeply is to be his child wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. And you can actually see that the, the, the movie that, that the animated film does portray that well, because it, 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 after, after God sort of, you know, Lights a fire under Moses, so to speak. <laughs> uh, um, he uh, he then says to Moses, "Oh Moses, I'll be with you when you go to Pharaoh." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's so he he backs up that fact of look, you don't have to be frightened. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which is so the the go to like human response, like um, an unnatural human response, isn't it? Mm. When we think about when we try and and be courageous when we try to emulate what what a magnanimous person would would think and behave and feel and look like when we try to be like that it's so easy for us to fall into thinking oh well now it's all on me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> now yeah. i have to go and do all this stuff it's all on me and then you know no actually no <laughs> place right. place confidence in god let, That's let him right. do his thing <laughs> That's right absolutely absolutely mm. So a second sub-virtue then is patience, you know, mm. bearing sorrows well. So fortitude is what's going to help us moderate that sorrow uh, that we may feel. Mm. Uh, so this, this is really about being able to bear sufferings without being broken by sorrow. That's what that means. And by broken, I'm talking like turning to melancholy, losing all hope, losing drive and motivation to, you know, continue in the depths of the spiritual life that we're in. Broken doesn't mean sad Mm. because sad is an appropriate emotion. In certain, certain circumstances, sadness is a perfectly appropriate emotion. We see and we hear that Jesus wept, but he doesn't let sorrow consume him and nor should we let sorrow consume us. So patience actually prevents us from being discouraged. You know, it's, it prevents us from losing courage. That's, that's the whole, you know, point of discouraged. Mm. Mm. Um, and, and, and look, it, what you're saying there is of particular importance for growth in virtue. You know, if we fall, because, you know, I mean, we, we, we pursue virtue, but because we're not perfect, uh, we don't pursue virtue perfectly. Uh, there's always some kind of, of um, uh, there's some kind of lack somewhere that we could be we could be growing more fruitfully, um, or sometimes we we just have an outright fall uh, away from the virtue that we're trying to pursue. Um, and, and in those those circumstances, we must not allow self pity to consume us. Uh, instead, be encouraged by God's goodness and His mercy. And keep on striving through the virtue of fortitude. Mm. And uh, the, the other thing, patience is sort of the embodiment of integrity. By this I mean mm. that it's, it's, it's the regulation of our emotions and our desires towards the possession of the good despite difficulty and sadness. You know, it's, it's, it's a virtue which enables us to uh, kind of place the sadness that we experience within the context of the great good that we're actually pursuing. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And so I guess when it comes to practicing patience, then, you know, it really starts in the little things. And I think even when we hear, when we hear this definition of patience being um, moderation of sorrow, we can kind of go, hang on, when we look at the day-to-day practices, that it almost feels like it doesn't make sense. Like if I think yeah. about when I'm impatient because, I don't know, someone's been late or something, I don't immediately associate that with my impatience is associated with some sort of sorrow with them being late. But actually that's exactly what's going on. <laughs> that's exactly yeah, where yeah. the impatience yeah. comes from. It comes from placing our focus on something that we wanted that hasn't happened. <laughs> so then we have a sorrow for that particular thing. And we focus so much on that thing that hasn't occurred that we lose sight of what is actually transpiring in the present. Mm, mm. So it starts with those very little things and being able to find joy in being asked of whatever it is that we're being asked of, whether we're asked to wait a few more minutes to meet with someone or we're asked to wait a few more minutes for somebody to be ready or even Mm. having to be patient with ourselves that we're not quite at where we would like to be. Um, Really finding the joy in every new opportunity. You know, take deep breaths. (laughs) Focus less on the frustration. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. breaths. Woosa, people. Woosa. Woosa. Focus. Rub the ears. Focus less. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Please, New Line (laughs) Cinema, don't sue us. That's... uh... (laughs) Um, yeah, take deep breaths, focus less on the frustrations and more on what you love about them. And one of the easiest ways I've found to not lose my patience with somebody else is actually to start counting the blessings because of that other person, because Mm. it's really hard to be angry with someone when you're grateful for them at the same time. (laughs) True, true. Absolutely. 100% true. Yeah. That brings us to the end of, of, of this particular episode. We now have a truth, beauty, and goodness from you, Stina. Yeah, for me, it's a resource this week. It is from Edward Shree, uh, The Art of Living, which is, you know, pretty much been our, at Virtue Ministry, it's been one of the books that we've used for our formation sessions over the past few months where he goes through the four cardinal virtues and mm-hmm. how we actually live them out. So highly, highly recommend having a read of The Art of Living. It's not like super academic. You're not going to get lost in the reading. It's really like if I say it's an easy read, (laughs) let that be, let that be a good determinant of whether you can pick it up or not. Like it's really easy to read. He's got some great anecdotes in there. So really easy to follow. Beautiful. Beautiful. What about you, Padre? What's one for you this week? Uh, Mine happened this morning. Hmm. Uh, So... um, uh, it's one of those beautiful parts of being a priest. Um, I got a phone call from someone who I I don't know them. I don't know who they are, um, but uh, they called the parish and uh, and they were asking lots of different questions, um, a whole host of different questions about various things. And I was very curious as to where this conversation was going because <laughs> they they seemed such random questions. And then finally, the person got the question that they wanted to ask. Father, will God ever give up on me? Oh. It was so beautiful being able to answer that question. Oh. Uh, just being able to say, never. <sighs> never. You know, God will never, ever, ever give up on you. Uh, mm. You know, he loves you to the, to, 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 to the very end. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, that, that was, 
that was really uh, something deeply precious to be able to uh, to have mm. and to be able to say to our listeners the same thing that God God never gives up on you. Um, yeah. 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 Oh wow, that's yeah. very very special. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, Thank you for joining us uh, for this week's episode. But yes, we will catch you in the next episode. But until then, know of our love and prayers. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Did you know that the Virtual Ministry team does speaking engagements? We do talks, workshops and keynote addresses at schools, retreats and conferences, both in person and online. We speak on character development, growth in virtue and relationships, and we are always open to speaking on a topic that you might need for your audience. Get in touch with Virtue Ministry through our website, virtueministry.org.au to make an inquiry. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That will help others to find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook.